dudes in their own hero school story, this is Play on Arrival, a weekly video game forecast brought to you by RPGera.com. Here at Play on Arrival, we'll be running down the biggest and hottest games releasing each week, talking about the new releases we've been playing since we last spoke, and looking ahead to the most anticipated games releasing next week. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, he is the co-host of Blood and Destroyers, and All Elite Wrestling Podcast every week, it is Sev. Afternoon, Brian. Afternoon, RPG Era Galaxy. I've got a new podcast. It's a uh, it's about concern and distress caused by something unexpected. It's called a dismay on arrival. <laughs> I always like kind of having you fill in for Kyle some weeks just to hear the podcast names you come up with. Kyle said <laughs> uh, on last week's show he has enough to get through the end of basically 2023. Okay, okay, so we've got to keep this going then. Yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice. We gotta keep it going. All right, I'll, I'll be sure to check out Dismay on Arrival. I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be happy. No. <laughs> Special shout out to Auckland's Laser for the music you hear today during the show. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You won't be disappointed. Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcast, whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on, and drop a quick rating and a review. Really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload your tweet works on us as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jack Sachs and Zanku. Oh, Sev, as we jump into current conditions, you and I have both been playing uh, two games, one for me, one for you, that recently released. Yours came out two and a half, three weeks, maybe almost a month ago, uh, toward the end of June. And then the one I've been playing came out uh, actually just last week on Thursday. So let's start with that one. Um, I have been playing, and I don't know if you remember looking into this one at all. Are you familiar with Gravity? circuit yes uh i've watched a couple of trailers for it yeah yeah okay so it's basically a mega man clone right like you are Mm -hmm. playing as this character known as uh the gravity circuit uh he is his name is kai k-a-i and it's set up primarily just like a mega man game you have one area that starts out as like the introductory area with a boss And then you have nine, I'm sorry, eight other bosses that you have to take down, you know, like the robot masters in in Mega Man. Here you're going up against individual different circuits. So there are names like Optic Circuit, Patch Circuit, Cooler Circuit, Power Circuit, Shift Circuit, um, etc. There's eight of them, and I'm assuming there's going to be kind of like a Wily Castle type of a stage that closes this game out um, with another boss or a couple more bosses at the end of it. I have done six bosses, like, outside of the introductory first stage, so I guess I've technically done seven of the nine that are first available. Um, I likely will have this finished here in the next day or two, because Bedroth and I are going to be doing a bonus episode of BG Mania, our video game music podcast on this soundtrack this weekend it's not a normal episode so it won't be up during the week but this weekend we'll have a bonus episode up where we focus on this soundtrack it was done by one of bedroth's um i guess more 
popular, or I'm sorry, more, uh, what, what is the word I'm trying to think of? It One of his favorite modern composers is the words I'm trying to think okay, of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his name is Dominic Ninmark. So we'll be doing that. But I've been having a blast, man. Um, I don't think the game is overly difficult. I'm just playing on the normal setting, and I'm not struggling too much. Some of the bosses have taken me a few attempts to figure out, you know, their mechanics and their patterns and to see what I should be doing. But the actual stages themselves have a decent amount of checkpoints and respawn points. So, and you can fully heal up at these checkpoints and respawn points uh, by spending in-game currency even to, you know, give yourself a little bit of extra health with a, with a shield. Um, so usually if I fall to a boss, I only get set back by like a, a screen or two and then I'm right back yeah. to the boss again. So it's not like I have to go all the way back through the level or, you know, stress about anything like that. Um, the enemies, I've never died to just normal enemies yet. I die either to the bosses or missing a jump or environmental hazards because I'm trying to play through this game as quickly as I can. So, you know, I am doing a little bit of personal speed running, at least as much as I can. Um, Because, again, I want to finish it before we actually sit down to record that episode, which we'll be doing on Wednesday evening this week. But I think if anyone's looking for a good Mega Man clone in 2023, this is it. It's a game that I've had on my radar. Did we do a kickstart my heart on this back in the day when when this used to be either Max Level or the Level Down Game podcast? I feel like we might have. Maybe. It's it's something you probably would have picked, yeah. So. Oh, it's absolutely something I would have picked if it was on there. I just can't remember if this was actually on Kickstarter or not. Um, but I feel like it was, and I feel like we did do a Kickstart My Heart back in the day on this. It's something that's been on my radar for like two plus years now. I've had it on that spreadsheet I keep on, on Google Docs. Yeah. So it's I'm glad it's finally here and I'm glad that I actually enjoy it as much as I do, because sometimes when Mega Man clones come out, I don't connect with them as much as I think I will, because I used to be such a big fan of Mega Man style games back in the day. But there are some that come out now that are just not good at all. Yeah, this um, one is. I've got a couple of questions for yeah. you. Um, the as you said, it's it's like Mega Man. You said it wasn't too difficult. How would you sort of compare it to the difficulty of Mega Man? Because I know they've got like a little bit of a reputation of being quite hard. I think it's easier than Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. So as an ov- as an overall, I think it's easier than Mega Man. It's probably most comparable to Mega Man two or three. Okay. Um, in terms of just the the way that the game flows and some of the mechanics and abilities that you get. But difficulty-wise, some of the later Mega Mans, like some of the more recent ones, have been quite a bit easier than the older ones, if you, if you remember. Um, I would probably compare this more to a modern Mega Man in terms of difficulty. Uh, again, it's not hard at all. Like, the platforming can be a little tricky in some areas, but... As you progress, you are so the way that Kai is able to progressively get better and get through the environments is by rescuing other robots or creatures that live in your hub. And there will be, I think there's eight of them in each stage. And as you hover over the actual boss icon on the, you know, the boss select screen, it'll tell you how many you've actually saved in that, um, in that stage. 
And the more you save, it allows you to purchase abilities and things that make traversal easier, such as a double jump or such as the ability to um, stay invincible longer after taking a hit or take less damage from environmental hazards. So there's a lot of things that um, you can purchase by figuring out uh, where these robots actually are. And some of them are, are pretty well hidden, so you do have to look. Like, there's a lot of walls that you know, look just a little off. And if you go hit them or punch them, you can break through and find some secret areas. I think a a majority of them are hidden in these secret areas, but there will be a few that are just like right on the main path because the game definitely wants you to find enough to at least get like your double jump and that kind of stuff, because there are some areas and I I have to imagine that the, the stages are designed multiple different ways, you know, for you to get through. But double jump obviously is one of the things that I think makes getting through some of these later stages significantly easier, especially when you come up to platforms and gaps that are just definitely too big to just single jump over. Or one of the cool mechanics that this game has is Kai has kind of like a grapple hook and um, he's able to shoot the grapple hook to do damage, but you can also attach it to the ceiling and use it as a way to swing around. So you shoot it up and it'll approach the, or it'll attach to the ceiling and then you kind of rock the analog stick back and forth and he starts a swing motion, which then allows you to jump to some areas. And there are actually, it's kind of cool, there's some mechanics to where there's like moving platforms over lava and other spikes and things like that that you have to attach your grappling hook to one of those moving platforms and then go through as the platform moves and kind of navigate around other hazards and uh, enemies and lava there's a lot of cool mechanics in this game Um, my favorite stage has taken place on a moving vehicle to where you are kind of driving along this road and you're moving along this train or series of cars or whatever and um, you have to keep jumping on these hoverboards that'll take you over gaps where the actual cars aren't to get to the next one. I thought that stage was super sick. Um, A lot of fun. Yeah. The actual bosses, like the robot masters in this game or the the gravity or the circuits, whatever you want to call them, the circuit masters, um, are actually pretty fun. Like they all have unique mechanics, unique stages. And there was one that I did. I can't remember what the name of this one was, but it was kind of like they were a musician or of some sort. Uh, and okay. the actual boss battle was you dodging like sound waves and actual music coming out of speakers as they tried to attack you. So... Like I said, I've been having a lot of fun with this. I, I don't think it's super difficult. Um, as you defeat bosses, you do get access to some of the abilities that they have. But it's not like Mega Man where you just pick up the ability after you defeat a boss. You do go talk to a character that's in your hub and you can actually purchase. Each boss seems to have two abilities that this character will sell after you finish a stage. Okay, okay. So you can kind and you can have four abilities equipped to your character at a time 
as well as four passive abilities. So four attack abilities and four passive abilities. Passive abilities being things like double jump. Um, so there's a lot of customization, a lot of ways you can actually change how this game plays based on your own preferences and play style. I think this one's good and it's not expensive. It only right now it's actually on sale for the launch week at $15.29, but normal price is only $17. So it's not That's an cool. expensive game. I definitely recommend this one. Nice. I'm going to check that one out at some point. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. And our second game we're talking about here for current conditions is one that I am also intrigued on that you happen to start uh, actually maybe just today. I'm not sure when you jumped into this for the first time. You are now playing, what is, how do you pronounce it? Valtheria Arc? I think is how you pronounce that first word. Valtheria Arc Hero School Story 2. Yeah, so yeah, I'm playing Valfurian Arc here. Did you play the first one? Too. I did play a little bit of the first one, yeah. Okay. Uh, when you when you asked me yesterday to jump in on uh, play on arrival, I said I've been play, I've been currently playing Heavenly Sword on the PS3. And <laughs> I you know. At me cause I know. That game's like You're playing the game from old. like 2000 and freaking 10 or something like that, 2009, 2010. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still buying current games. So I had Valfurian Arc like in the. Uh, in the cellophane on the shelf so i was like oh, i might as well play something relevant you got um, this at so. the same time as final fantasy didn't you final I fantasy did, 16 yeah. yeah yeah but um so valfarian arc hero school story 2 is basically like a it's like a school simulator where you build you've got like an academy and you can build buildings uh, and what you do is you then get oh there's town building there is time building, but it's not time building in a way that, like, you can place not anything dark cloud, anywhere. Dark cloud-esque, nothing like that. No, no. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, it's more like Nino Kuni 2 in that there are Okay, I still land. didn't hate that model. Okay. No, no. So, there, there are plots of land, and I think I've got, like, eight plots of land around my academy, and I can put on them, like, a gym and a wizard, a wizard's hut or a marketplace. And, like, the marketplace will generate you money and stuff like that. But you do get um, students who come into the school. Now, like if you've ever played like a mobile a mobile game that's like a time builder, you'll know exactly like the sort of setup that this thing looks like. It does um, have it some. Does, it does kind of look like have, it has some mobile tendencies. Yeah, yeah. Like it does have two currencies, but there are absolutely no microtransactions in this game. Um, you get gold, and you get I think they're called arc stones. Like gold, you get from like doing quests and stuff. Um, and that can be used to buy buildings, put money into research trees because you can research new buildings and um, new classes and stuff like that. And then you also get arc stones and arc stones are given to you by students. It's their, what do you call their, um, they're like their payments, their tuition fees. Okay, okay, so okay. When you when you take on new students, they will give you, um, say the first student, he pays me 15 arc stones a month. So every month I can put in, I can spend 15 arc stones on other things. Now like the gym costs seven arc stones a month to keep for its upkeep. And then obviously the more buildings you have, the more your upkeep costs. So the more students you need to have around. But the students you can send on, you can put them on courses. So I put the first guy I got was, um he was a knight so i put him into the gym like he did a month course on the gym and now he's got 10 plus to his physical damage um and then there's like the courses have like trees as well so you can send him uh in different directions so if you want him to uh get better agility or if you want him to, to be more uh, more vitality that sort of thing and at the end of each course gives you a different like move so you can have i think i unlocked like a double slash and then there's like an area of attack one and then this sort of like this branches out and it goes across there are four different
different um, four different classes. So there's like Knight, Mage, Healer, and something called an Arcsmith, which I haven't unlocked yet. And then you can upgrade them to then get like a Paladin, Paladin Medi- Medisa, a Summoner, Archdiver, like other ones like oh, that's this. That's cool. Okay. It's kind of like Fire Emblem where they have advanced classes based on the, the starting yeah, 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 yeah. So like each, like it moves, it doesn't move in, the game doesn't move in real time. Um, You sort of, once you're, while you're at the academy, you can potter around and you can go and like set new courses or new classes or set new buildings. And I think the buildings like build instantly, but like time doesn't actually move forward until you click move to next month so everything happens in like month-long blocks um and at the end of each month you can go on a quest um but yeah so you can you can set a course but the course won't actually finish until the next month how many um, months have you done so far i would say five or six do the seasons change yeah the seasons change and then you get three months Sick. per season and then three so there's seasons, like a fall and winter seasons. and that kind of stuff Sick. yeah yeah when it starts you off it's it's wintry uh, and then it's obviously going to go into spring and stuff but yeah why i brought the month and that sort of time scale up is i noticed on the first character i've got it says at the bottom that he graduates in 2023 or something or 1303 is the year because it's set in 1300 um so i've essentially got three years with this character until he graduates so I'm not sure whether I can then like keep him on as faculty or something. No, Ooh, I haven't found any. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, I haven't found any faculty members to like enlist. So I'm not sure if that's something you can do. So I don't know whether once his three years is up, he just disappears, and I kind of use the experience I've gained with him and the trees I've the research trees and stuff I've opened with him to make better base characters going forward, or whether there is a way to sort of like keep him around as like as I said like faculty or alumni. Um, but yeah, outside of the time building stuff, you do go on quests, and the quests are like I spend most of it running around like an open field and there were like slime monsters and there were some other big monsters that i knew i shouldn't mess with um, open areas or linear areas they're like like fields so there was okay. places to run around there were like chests to look at there were like um i could see like bridges and i want to say cave-ish sort of areas i don't know if you go inside a cave or it's just you run along to that area and there's more rocks and stuff there but um yeah, I was I was more interested in this one than the first one. The first one had like real time combat, and now this one has uh, turn based combat. So I think this one's definitely bit. more my speed. Did the first one also have town building? Yeah, yeah, in in the sense that it was a school building. I think that one more had like you could build rooms inside a set. Are um, the stories connected, or are they individual experiences? So right before I stopped playing, I was kind of thinking that there wasn't really a story here. Like you start and he's like, oh, um, the first guy's like, oh, I'll, I'll accompany you to the uh, to the school. I'll show you where it is. And then it's kind of, I spent most of my time in, what's it, tutorials. So it was like teaching me how to do loads of stuff. And then by the time I got to the end of like the first season, it popped up the little, oh, story thing, um, story time. And then story time with Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, I was going to make that reference. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, then so it did a little cutscene with this first guy that I had, um, and he was saying how he wants to be like the greatest knight ever or something. Um, and the teachers were like, okay, that's cool. Um, you're a bit young to be going on adventures, so just don't tell anybody that we're sending you out into the field at the moment. 
which I thought was quite funny. Um, it does have some sort of like morality gauge um, where there was like an event that happened and it was a bag of gold has been found in the student halls. What do you want to do? And it was like, you can put a notice up so whoever's lost it can go and get it and you get a thousand gold or you can keep it for yourself and you get 5,000 gold, but you lose like 35 points of um, morale. Um, so I just, yeah, I chose the good side and it was like, oh, the students uh, think higher of you now because you did the right thing. So that will, it does seem like that that plays a factor into the game as well. So This actually sounds like something I would like. Yeah, it seems it seems very chill. It seems very like mobile game ish. Where don't you, you pay up front rather than it being sort of like a microtransaction uh, thing? And I did want to quint- quickly mention just a battle system because I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Now at the top left hand corner, you get um, sort of like display tokens where it's like, oh, the, this person's turn is next. That person's turn is next. Um, but what it does in this game, you have you have like a party of three. Um, and what I was getting is, well, you have like two play tokens, so you can choose anyone in your party to take those turns. So what I'm guessing is like, if you wanted your healer to heal twice, you could get them to do that. Or if you wanted to do like two big attacks with your warrior guy, you can do that rather than having to be one attack per person per round, if you get me. Yeah, so that was pretty nice. And then also the enemies have usually have like multiple shields on them. So like a red shield is physical damage, blue shield is magic damage. Uh, and if you manage to hit them to knock all of their shields, that will stun them and then you'll do bigger damage to them. So yeah, it had it had a nice little uh, turn-based system with a little quirk on it that I've not seen in many others. So I'm quite happy with what I played so far. Yeah, this sounds like I said, this sounds like something that um, I think you might have sold me on it. I, I, yeah. looking at, I'm looking at it right here. So it's 20 bucks. And then the first game is only the first game is actually on here for 15. Um, now, I will say the first game I'm and I'm just looking on Steam. The first game yeah. has very mixed reviews. Whereas the second game has mostly positive reviews. So it does seem like this one is more beloved than the first. Um, I might skip the first. I wonder if there's a bundle. You would think there would be, but it doesn't actually look like there is. Yeah, so I'd probably say skip the first one. Um, I think they are a little development team. I think the game's published by PQ. Um, so we, if you're familiar with them, you'll know that, yeah, well, they've got a lot of Cat Quest. Yeah, yeah, they're not, well, well, they've got a lot of heart, they're not, like, massively budgeted games. They also published a game you jumped into last year that you really enjoyed, Potion Permit, so. Oh, did they? Yeah, PQ, nice. PQ published Potion Permit, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, I think this one might be something I jump into at some point. I, I really like the sound of this and just kind of looking at it as we've been talking. It, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm seeing a lot of uh, side things to do as well. Like, here I'm seeing a screenshot from Winter where they're building snowmen. Okay, yeah. And then I see some fishing mechanics nice. as well. Yeah, I see some fishing here. Um, this looks fun, actually. I didn't look too deep into this because it's not a series that I was super familiar with, and I actually didn't know that there was town building. Those those kind of things I always really do enjoy. Uh, I think I'm going to pick this up. I do. I think I'll pick this up. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I picked up the physical edition. I believe that only cost me like £22. So it was And you, uh, you had the PS5 brand. version? Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming it runs great on PS5. Yeah, it runs. It runs really nicely. Um, the music's very nice. There is no voice acting in it. Um, 
which some might deter some people, but I kind of took it as once I'm out of the tutorial area, if I'm not listening to the music, then it's a perfect game to sort of chill and listen to podcasts with. Podcast so. or your own music, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This looks fun. You're right. I'm watching a, a trailer now of how the town building works. It is very Nino Kuni 2, where you just kind of like pick a building and it just kind of sprouts up. Or I guess... I guess some some of the ways that the Atelier games work, um, there's okay, yeah. there's been a few, especially there is one, it was kind of an aside Atelier story um, that had you building. I wish I could remember which one that was. Atelier series. Uh, what was that one called? I wonder if you've played this one. It was called somewhat recently. Nelky and the Legendary Alchemist, Ateliers of the New World. Did you Did you play that one at all? I have not played that one, no. Okay, so that one kind of is very similar. Like, if you look that one up, I actually feel like this game may have been taken some inspiration from this particular Atelier game okay, because yeah. it does have a lot of similar um, mechanics in terms of, like, side things that you can do. But the actual hub that you stay in, the town, you actually build it up and there's certain plots where you pick where goes where, you know, what buildings go where, how you want to upgrade those buildings, Buildings in the future, and I—that's probably the Atelier game that I enjoyed the most because of that aspect. I can get that. Yeah, yeah, I do like time. Me up. too. Think I'll check this out, dude. It's not expensive, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this will be something that I download at some point. Obviously, right now I am uh, sucked in completely to the Legend of Heroes franchise once again. Um, yeah. I, I did finish, since we last recorded uh, a play on Arrival, I did finish Trails from Zero. And I immediately moved into Trails to Azure. But I am playing, like I talked about, Gravity Circuit kind of alongside of it. Just as sort of like a, you know, a palate cleanser. Um mm-hmm just so that I'm not focusing on one big RPG after another, especially because Trails to Azure is significantly larger in scope than Trails from Zero. And I will say, man, I am loving Azure way more than Zero. I think the story okay. in Azure is is really cool. And this is the game, so Azure is the one that heavily ties into and even gives you things that are happening at the same time in the Erebonia arc for, you know, Cold Steel 1 and 2. Because in the Legend of Heroes timeline, Azure and Zero, or Zero and Azure since Zero came first, take place concurrently with Trails from Cold Steel or Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2. Like, they take place yeah. same same time frame, like same month, same year, all that stuff. It's all happening concurrently. And I will tell you, not necessarily a spoiler, because you know these games are very connected, right? Mm-hmm. I was I popped hard last night, dude. I was in a <laughs> so I'm still in chapter two. This game is right, yeah. significantly longer, way more to do than than um, zero. But I popped hard because I was doing a mission and I was supposed to be doing some rounds and, you know, checking on people. I walked in a room and my favorite character from Cold Steel was chilling in there. Nice. And uh, I don't want to tell you who it was. I want you to kind of experience it on your own. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was so cool to see them standing in there. And as you talk to them, they're talking about things that uh, not class seven, but that okay. class four is currently doing. Okay. Okay. So um, 
super super cool i really enjoyed that and and this one like i said <sighs> i love that series so much man and i don't understand how they did it i just don't get it like it's such a massive world they had to have pre-planned all this shit out when they were first making trails in the sky one two and three yeah, like decades ago. Yeah, because there are, even in, <laughs> so Azure is also the one that you'll start seeing characters. You played through Trails in the Sky, second chapter in, in Trails, in the, the, the third one, right? I have not played through the Trails of the Sky series, no, but I have watched oh, extensive deep dives. Okay. Them, so. Well, if you've watched the deep dives, you'll recognize some characters because, you know, Father Kevin's in, in Azure. And, okay, yeah. and some of, you know, the people that work underneath him is in there and, and you're interacting with these characters. So this is the one that kind of I feel like Zero was setting the stage and you kind of got hints and, you know, you saw some characters that would pop up in Cold Steel. But here with Azure, you're seeing so many more. And it makes sense, right? Because with Cold Steel 3, 4, and I think even more so with Reverie, they bring all of these characters together in into one game and let you play as a fuck ton of characters <laughs> it's crazy yeah, yeah. absolutely crazy but um you and i were talking i will likely finish azure and cold I, so i'm at the end of cold steel 2 so i'll finish azure and i'll finish cold steel 2 probably by the end of the month and then i'm gonna take a little bit of a break before i do cold steel 3 and 4 yeah i'm about 48 hours into uh trails from zero uh really enjoying it and you're on chapter four you you could probably finish that game in another 10 to 15 hours i think yeah yeah if, if i really push myself um yeah i need i need to break through i need to get to reverie and you what, reverie. so what what you have so after zero you have azure as well but then where are you at in the cold steel do you do you st do you just have cold steel four left or do you have three and four I still left? Need I need to finish two. And okay, so you're in the same four. spot as me. So you have to finish yeah, two as yeah. well and then do three and four. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's quite ridiculous that I've only actually finished Cold Steel 1 and I love this series as much as I do. Even that is crazy. So many games in it. Yeah, because I mean, my, my love for it really started with Trails in the Sky and then second chapter in the third game. Mm -hmm. Um and and that that was so long ago that I played those three, and I did jump into Cold Steel when it first released on home consoles. I didn't jump in when it came out on mobile or the handheld ver the Vita version. I I waited for yeah. the PlayStation version. Um, but I'm I'm this is probably one of my favorite franchises. I just I can't get over how connected the story is. Like it had to have taken them months, if not years, to develop how connected these characters are like it's honestly fucking crazy especially because they are three four six so seven eight nine the side story coming out with 10 um 11 so they're 11 games deep in and they're again only like halfway done there are still yeah. other kingdoms and arcs that we have to explore like it's just fucking crazy and you know they're going to be connected and we're going to be seeing characters that we played through and seen previously like it's just insane i can't i can't get over how they did it maybe maybe we should uh challenge zanku to play them all and uh watch him bash them i, I would love to see zanku pick up the legend of heroes series zanku i know you're listening i would love to see him pick the series up you know he spends so much time on the road as a you know a truck driver so he fucking dude he is he was tearing it up there for a bit 
it in the um, the game challenge that we do every year here at RPG Era. Just looking at Zanku's games of what he's finished, it's impressive, dude. So oh, yeah, he was knocking out like Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, like, uh, like it's, it's hours. fucking yeah, crazy. He didn't he didn't do Xenoblade this year, but he did do so he did a couple smaller games to start out the year. He did Mom Hid My Game, Super Mario 64, Super Mario (laughs) Sunshine and Super Mario Galaxy, then did Inside and Suicide of Rachel Foster. But from there, he's been like just fucking knocking out some of your favorite games and some big JRPGs. Mm -hmm. He did Moonlighter, Nier Automata, Octopath Traveler 2, Valiant Hearts, Chained Echoes, Nino Kuni 2 and Tears of the Kingdom. And he's might have had, he's might have had more this. since Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I haven't updated the list. Oh yeah, he has. So he did um, She Wants Me Dead, which is a indie title, as well as Actraiser Renaissance recently too. So nice. Yeah, I'd love to see him pick up the Legend of Heroes though, and and kind of plow through that. It would probably take him the rest of the year focusing to to do that, but maybe just one here and there. Um, that'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. Shout out to Sean actually finishing a game, Tears of the Kingdom. He did. He did. Well done. Yeah, that is his. He he even (laughs) said he said game number. I don't know, Sean. That was game number two for you, my friend. The only other game you finished this year was the original (laughs) God of War from 2018. Well, cool. I think I'm going to jump into Valtheria Arc Hero School Story too. That sounds right up my alley. So that'll that'll probably be something I pick up here, maybe on sale. I might wait for a sale. Um, I imagine it'll go on sale this fall during like the fall steam sale for probably like five or ten bucks off. I'll probably mm-hmm. pick it up then because I have enough to keep me busy for right now. So, yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. But that, I think, will bring us to the end of current conditions. So let's go ahead and uh, take a look at what's coming out this week as we move into the seven day forecast. We've got five games coming out this week, and honestly, man, it's not a bad week for games, especially uh, for some of these more obscure niche games that people will be into. I, I will say I am intrigued by three of these games, kind of intrigued by one and not so much on the fifth. So let's go down these five games here. Game number one coming on Tuesday to PC and PS5. It's Viewfinder. Challenge perception, redefine reality, and reshape the world around you with an instant camera. Viewfinder is a new single-player game offering gamers hours of interesting and fun experiences while uncovering the mysteries left behind. This is one of those games that you had ranked pretty low on Thunderdome because they make you feel stupid. But I think this game looks fucking dope, man. Taking pictures and being able to then put those pictures in the world to create paths for yourself and solve puzzles. I think that's a dope mechanic. This is a game I really want to play. I might not be good at it, but it's a game that I really want to play and see if I can get through it. Some of these puzzles seem like they'd be a big challenge, and that's fun. Yeah, that's what it, it just trips me up, and then I get frustrated, and then oh, I, can't, I can't do it. Dude. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, don't think I'll pick this one up right away, but it is something that I'll keep an eye on. Again, maybe during a, a sale on Steam or PS5 when it, you know, maybe is 20% or even half off. I'll jump and probably play through this, but it won't be something that I'm in on day one. Definitely not. Game number two coming also on Tuesday to PC, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, and it will be playable via Xbox Game Pass. Kyle was excited about that because he's actually really into this one. Tectonica. 
Dig into the subsurface, bioluminescent world of a rogue alien planet as you explore and construct sprawling factories in Tectonica. Work alone or in co-op to master automation, gather resources, research new technologies, mold the destructible terrain, establish a base of operations, and uncover long-forgotten secrets. You and I weren't very into this one when we put together our Thunderdome lists. No, it was a lot of factories, and I couldn't work out what the factories were making. Um, Carl says it doesn't matter, but... <laughs> of course it matters. <laughs> what if the, what if they're producing, you know, uh, weapons of mass destruction or, like, viruses that can wipe out a huge civilization? Exactly. You need to know. You need to know. Now, granted, this being on Game Pass, I might install it and check it out, but I can't imagine sticking with it because it did not seem that interesting to me. Yeah, correct. Game number three, coming on Thursday to PC. This is a day one purchase for me. I had this in my top 10 on Thunderdome. I think I put it at number seven, Lakeburg Legacies. Take fate into your own hands in Lakeburg Legacies, a social-based village management sim where love is your favorite resource. Play matchmaker to create the most effective and most loved up couples and help your kingdom thrive. How long will it take you to crown a sovereign? Or a crown of Severin. Yeah, I want a crown, crown of Severin. Crown of Severin. <laughs> you, uh, you also were not big into this one. You didn't want that sin of uh, adultery and shit in your video games. <laughs> makes me sad in real life. Makes me sad in video games as well, yeah. I think, but. much like we just talked about with Valtherian Arc Hero School Story 2, I think this game looks dope more so for the, uh, the social-based village management and town-building mechanics. Oh yeah, I, lo I love the art style, and I loved, I loved most of what I saw. It's just when we got to that uh, the infidelity part, I was kind of like, ah, oh, that was well, the... Uh, well, that's that when, switch you know, because the, the characters do that shit on their own based on traits and stuff. So if someone becomes uh, cheating on their spouse or something, just kick them out of your kingdom. Fucking get rid of them. Off with their head. Yeah, put them in prison, kill them, or just banish them. You know, that's one way to solve it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I will. This is a day one purchase for me. I will likely play this on Thursday when it comes out. This is a this will probably be the game I talk about next week on Play on Arrival. I'm very excited about Lakeburg Legacies. Nice. Game number four coming on Thursday is another game that I'm very looking forward to. Coming to PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It's releasing everywhere. Punch Club 2. Fast forward. It's been 20 long years since a nameless cool guy rose from the streets, punched the big bad, found his father, and everyone was really happy. Welcome to the future. It's corrupt. <laughs> Seashells have replaced toilet rolls and everything cyberpunk now. Walk the same but now neon streets as you're thrown into an adventure filled with hilarity, 80s nostalgia, and punching. Even more punching than before. This game looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. The, the trailer for it did a great job of selling me on this one, fair. Yeah, this is one that I could see myself getting into relatively soon after launch. I don't know how much this one's going to cost. I also don't know how much um, Lakeburg Legacies is going to cost. I wonder if they have prices up on Steam yet. Lakeburg Legacies is not up. And then Punch Club 2 is 20 bucks. That's not terrible. 
that's not terrible for this style of game, especially with everything that it does look like it has to do. Um, purchasing one over the other, I'm probably going to go with Lakeburg Legacies for sure as my day one purchase. And then Punch Club 2, I will likely pick up on a sale. It doesn't have to be a deep sale. I just would like to save a couple dollars on this game. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And then our fifth and final game coming this week. It's releasing on Friday on Nintendo Switch. It was Kyle's number two in Thunderdome this past uh, quarter. It's Pikmin 4. Guide pint-sized creatures in a grand mission on a strange planet. Meet Pikmin, small plant-like creatures you can grow, pluck, command, and overpower your enemies with. These curious helpers come in different types. Fire is no sweat for red Pokemon. And the brand new Ice Pikmin, Pokemon, Red Pikmin I mean, and the brand new Ice Pikmin <laughs> can freeze enemies in the environment. Use your Pikmin's miniature might and a bit of strategy to explore this mysterious planet. Oh, and you get a dog too. Ochi, resident good boy and dependable partner, can help with things like smashing obstacles and carrying Pikmin throughout your adventure. With the minuscule Pikmin and a capable canine in tow, no challenge is too big. As we talked about on that um, Thunderdome episode two weeks ago, I kind of fallen out of Pikmin a little bit. Like I really enjoyed the first one. The second and third one didn't resonate with me too much. I will say the fourth one looks kind of cool with some of the additions that they've added, but it's nothing that is going to make me want to play this game. I was going to use, because I bought two vouchers earlier this year when Tears of the Kingdom came out and I used one of my vouchers on that. I was going to use my second voucher on Pikmin 4 just because I didn't think there was going to be anything else Nintendo released this year that was on the voucher program. But that latest Nintendo directed proved me wrong. We have Super Mario Wonder and Super Mario RPG me uh, remake releasing in October and November respectively. So I'll be using my voucher on Super Mario Wonder come October, which means I will likely skip Pikmin 4. Yeah, I've never played any of the Pikmin games because they didn't really appeal to me. Um, calling Ochi Resident Good Boy, uh, that's probably my favourite part of this. Um, yeah, it's not <laughs> enough to get me to play it. Yeah, exactly. Not enough to get me to probably want to play this either. However, when I don't have anything coming out from Gamefly, it is something that I could potentially rent from there and just check it out and send it back if mm -hmm. I don't like it. But that's that's not something that's a priority for me. So um, pick of the week this week for me is definitely going to be Lake Burke Legacies. Yeah, uh, well, that's cool. I'm going to go with one. My choices are Factory to Nowhere, game that makes me stupid, one about sin and one about a dog. So I'm going to go with the other one, and that's uh, Punch Club 2, fast forward. Fair. That's kind of where I thought you would go. It definitely has some beat-em-up mechanics, and I know that's right up your alley. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool. All right. That is your seven-day forecast for this week. Let's jump into the extended forecast and take a look at some release dates that got confirmed, a few delays, and looking to what's coming out next week as well. Starting with the release date roundup, Myth Force gets out of early access and officially releases on September 12th. EA Sports FC 24, that's the new uh, soccer or football, as you guys call it. Uh, yeah. yep. It'll be releasing on September 29th. I can't imagine you'll pick that up. I don't think you've ever talked about playing any of these games. So, but I, I don't know. To, if, I, if I pick them up, I'll pick them up a year, a year or two later because they when they they're like five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they drop in price significantly. So. Especially if you buy a Muse, you can go to a you know two years after one comes out, go to a local game shop, probably get a copy used for like two or three bucks. 
Yeah, exactly. Because that's how much they give you 50 cents when you trade them in, so. <laughs> yeah, some places won't, won't even take them as traded. Yeah, you know, after like a year or two, they'll stop taking them because nobody buys them, so. Yeah. The Caligula Effect 2 releases on October 17th. I feel like, yeah, that was already out, I want to say, last year on Steam and maybe PS4, but this is the modern console version that's updated a little bit. Okay, uh, cool. That one comes out on October 17th. I did play through the original Caligula Effect. Uh, just a nice little JRPG. Kind of reminds me in some areas of Persona. I will probably play this at some point, but I don't know if it'll be a day one or even this year. Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden, which we actually just saw a new trailer for at the Summer Game Fest. That's that one where... We it's always we we see them like yeah it's a don't nod we see them sitting in the tavern and like they're talking about like spirits and ghosts and that kind of stuff that yeah, got its release cool. date confirmed it does look cool it's coming November seventh and then the PlayStation Five Access controller which is their disability controller and one that lets you customize the controller and and make it easier for those that have disabilities to play games that is coming out on December sixth. Yeah, so depending on the price of that, a Sev might be going one-handed for Christmas. That's what you talked about. You said you were very <laughs> interested in this, so that way you could sit there and, you know, jack off with one hand and play a game with another. Probably <laughs> eat stacks with one hand, not necessarily jack off. Couple delays to confirm. We have two. Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, has been delayed by one week. It was supposed to come out on August 3rd. It is now coming out on August 10th. I have to assume they did that just to get away from the uh, Boulder's Gate 3 release date move up. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me, right? You, you probably don't want to launch on the same day, especially if you're a PC-only game. You probably don't want to launch on the same day as Boulder's Gate 3. And then a game that has been delayed so often, I don't think it's ever going to come out. Test Drive Unlimited Solar Crown has been delayed to early 2024. I feel like this game has now been delayed for like three years consecutively. I think this was initially supposed to come out in like 2020 or 2021. And then it got kicked to 2022. And then it got kicked to 2023. And now it's been kicked to early 2024 for now. But I do not think this is the final delay. I'd actually be shocked if this game ever even comes out. Yeah, to be fair, I forgot Test Drive game was still being made. Dude, back in the day, the Test Drive games were so fun on PlayStation and uh, N64. They were really good racing games back in the day. So... And then next week's major releases, as we look ahead to what's coming up, we have a couple that I'm very intrigued by. Um, Remnant 2 is not one of them, but it is coming out next week. (laughs) Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons is one that I probably will pick up on day one. I'm a big fan of the Double Dragon series. And yeah, yeah, these beat-em-ups are always really good. So I very likely will be playing that. Or I think it is releasing through Gamefly as well. So it might be something that I Gamefly and just send back when I'm done. Disney Illusion Island, which I know both you and I are very stoked for. Mm-hmm. I think this looks like a freaking charming as hell platformer that I can't wait to play through. And then The Expanse, a Telltale series, a game I know yeah. that both you and I are also looking forward to just to see Telltale proper return. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Double Dragon buying anyway, uh, Illusion Islands and The Expanse, I'll probably wait for reviews, but if the reviews come out mostly positive, then I'll buy them straight away. Yeah, I think I will Gamefly, Double Dragon, Gaiden, and Disney Illusion Island, um, because I will have two spots open by the time they release in about two weeks. Okay. But The Expanse, a Telltale series, 
I'm not going to do anything with. Like you, I'm going to wait for the reviews and see how it is. Now it is episodic, so this would just be the first episode releasing. I think there's going to be three episodes, and they said there would be like a two or three week separation between the episodes. So I probably will wait for the entire thing to come out. Um, And then, you know, kind of see the reviews for each episode. And if they're good, it'll be something I pick up because I like Telltale games. So, yeah, yeah. That's fair, that's but that's what we got coming out next week, and that'll be the end of the extended forecast. And Sev, I think that'll be the end of Play on Arrival. We got through everything we needed to do, talked about the games we've been playing, talked about the games releasing this week and next week, as well as confirmed some release dates and delays. So uh, before we get on out of here officially, do you have any famous last words for us? I do. And my famous last words this week come from Lawrence of Rome. Who was a deacon and while being burned alive as punishment he said oh my god <laughs> he said turn me over i'm done on this side this episode of play on arrival the weekly video game forecast has been brought to you by rpgera.com please remember to leave us a rating and a review regardless of which platform you're listening on if you want more of us check us out on youtube and make sure you're subscribed or following with notifications on Links to where we can be found on social media as well as to our Discord server and all other important information can be found in the show notes for the episode.